Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And today's episode is 142, and it's entitled, We Spend More Time Worrying Than We Do Working Towards What We Want. You know, one of the things that I experience, and you guys might experience this on a regular basis, or, or even on an occasional basis, Many of us have so many different goals. It's like, you know, it's one thing to go and work on one single thing for the entirety. It's like, for example, when I I served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Brazil. And that was two years of my life. And my entire life was devoted and focused on helping people learn and understand more and inviting them to come closer to their Savior, Jesus Christ. And like, and inviting them to follow him. That was it. For two entire years, that was it. Well, it, it's really interesting though, because, you know, I served, I got back from my mission almost, uh, I, I left from my mission about 20, almost 20 years ago. I know that sounds like forever. But back then, like we focused so much on that. We didn't focus on you know, we, we couldn't even call our, our families other than like twice a year. Like Mother's Day and Christmas were the only days I ever talked to any of my family members. Exercise was not very emphasized. You pretty much had 30 minutes a day that you could exercise. And so we didn't live a very balanced life. Well, what did that do for a long time? Well, when people would come back from serving a single mission... Many of them felt out of place and they would have to readjust themselves to society. And, and it's interesting now, though, they, they've changed some things. And so now missionaries can talk to their family like once a week or some can probably even talk to me even more than that. And, you know, and, and they actually encourage more exercise and they encourage more of these other things. And they actually they put you through an entire program when you're coming back from your mission to kind of reacquaint you with life. The, the reason I share all that is because having a single focus in life, it doesn't usually work for most of us. But also when, when our goals are so spread out across so many different things, we can spend so much time worried about, well, am I working on the right goal in this moment? I shared before with you guys about my three-by-three grid that I made that I was inspired to make in church a few weeks ago. And on that grid is, you know, all the goals that I want to accomplish. And as I was sitting down last night, one of the things I've just recently started doing is taking at least five minutes or right around there to kind of document my day and say, okay, how how did today go? What did I do well? What, what can I do better? And, and really just to have like a conversation with Heavenly Father. And as I did that last night, there was something that had come to me before in the day that came to me kind of again. And it was kind of the idea like, you know, how can I help my clients achieve their dreams? Well, first of all, you have to get clear on what you want. Like, you know, and I thought about this in relation to me. How can I better achieve my dreams? Because we go through the day and we just get, we just get trapped in the minutia of the day. 
it's like, oh, I've got to put in my numbers for this, this job or goal or whatever. The thing that I find really interesting that I've, I've seen in the past week, and, I was, and this was actually another inspiration that came to me, is the Savior was very intentional. Jesus Christ did not go around running around like a chicken with his head cut off trying to save the world. He was intentional. He loved the moment. He was joyous. If you want to see examples of this, watch the movie The Chosen. Like, he really was. He was intentional about the way that he lived his life. And, and I think we can learn a lot from that. I mean, the reason I was given this 3x3 three three grid is pretty much because Heavenly Father's like, Joseph, you worry too much about what you're doing. Just pick one. And, and one of the ideas that's kind of come to me before is treating each hour, each block of time as if I was actually in a class, as if I was actually taking a course in college and treating it as that, treating it as, okay, this is where I need to be during that time. And then I go to this other state of, well, I want to be inspired. I want to be guided. Like just a couple of days ago, I felt just so guided and so inspired. And that day I read a really cool book and some good things happened. and. It, you know, and it, it did. It felt, it felt like a really, really good day. But when I look at some of the goals that, you know, did I get closer to my goals on those days? And if I'm not spending at least a few minutes on each of these goals every day, then either they're not important to me or I'm just so caught up in my head and in my thinking about why I shouldn't do these things or why I should do these things. The coolest part about all of this, see, so I can sit here and I can spend all kinds of time worried and spun out in my head thinking about what I have to do, or I can just pick one of these things and dive in. Every single goal on this chart, this three by three grid, is like a giant pool of opportunity that I can jump into and just go to town. If you could work on one single thing, even for 50 minutes without getting distracted, you would be amazed at how much you could accomplish. But usually we get distracted. We, I mean, insert whatever distracts you here. And one thing I've started to do is just keep a little pad of paper next to my, next to where I'm working. So I can simply just write it down. A thought that comes to my mind. Oh, I got to work on that. I got to work on that. Now, some thoughts are distracting. Other thoughts are helpful. And so, and sometimes it's really hard to sort out the difference. Where I find myself worrying most is about feeling behind in life. So I, I don't know if you guys feel that way, but if you do, you've got somebody that feels that way plenty of times right alongside with you. You got somebody bite right by your side that feels plenty of times how much they've messed up and how, and how much they wish they could go back and change things. But it's funny because that's not really true. I, I wouldn't take away the knowledge that I have now and the understanding that I have now of how the spirit works and how that inner voice works. And, and I'm still learning and I'm still developing that and I'm still growing. I would not take that away to have had the most perfect last 17 years of my life. I really, really mean that. But now that I have this understanding, this, 
beautiful understanding of how we're guided, how we're directed. And all we need to do is move forward and we will be directed. Like sometimes I can start off, you know, doing one of these things even on my grid and it might, and and the spirit might really say, hey, it's not time to do this. Go work on this. But it's very specific. And it's very just matter of fact. It's not, well, are you doing the right thing? And, and trying to, because when, when I start spinning out and I start thinking about, am I doing the right thing? That's me getting caught up in worry. You know, and anytime we're worrying, all we're doing is we're using our energy and we're using our, we're misusing our imagination to think of all these horrible possible scenarios. What causes you to worry the most? Think about it. What is it? Now, when you worry about something, whether that's worrying about doing the right thing, whether that's, for, for me, that's a huge one. Am I doing the right thing? I, I don't ever want to do anything that prevents me from returning back to Heavenly Father's presence. It doesn't matter if I get all the money in the world. If I lose that, that was a really bad deal. So I worry about that. I, I, I worry about you know, doing things right. I I worry about helping every person I come into contact with. Like, okay, what do I need to say to this person? What do I need to say to this person? What do I need to say to this person? Plenty of times you don't have to say anything. You just got to be with them. I mean, at deeper levels, I worry about some of the deepest things the spirits ever told me of what's going to happen with those. And you probably have those things too. You probably worry. If you feel peace about something, you can take it to the bank. You can trust that Heavenly Father, through that peace, is leading and guiding you and directing you. And you don't have to get caught up in the worry. You know, the last week's podcast talked about apathy. And I said that the number one way to, to help yourself is just to be still. You know, unless some other idea comes to you that's more helpful, but is just to be still and allow Heavenly Father to speak to you. It's like last night when I sat down with my journal and it just kind of started to come. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, I want to work on that. I want to help this person. I want to help that person. It really was. And then immediately after we have those beautiful experiences, that great misty darkness, the adversary, the crazy leprechaun thinking attacks. And I really mean that. But God is always greater than the adversary. Like, what do I really see about worry in this moment? Worry is what I do when I don't want to waste time. Which actually usually makes me waste more time. And usually there's only one thing that will ever help me not worry. And that's when I feel the peace from Heavenly Father about whatever I'm doing. You know, I mentioned before how I was going through some different injuries and such. And all the experts in the world could have told me, hey, you're going to be fine. You're going to get better. No worries. And it wouldn't have done as much for me as the Spirit saying through a blessing, Joseph, you're fine. You'll basically, you'll make a full recovery. You're fine. 
I know one of the things I, I probably worry about is and, and that you guys possibly worry about as well as if you're ever going to find your person. But the adversary would rather have you wallow. He'd rather have you wallow in that, those thoughts about, am I ever going to meet my person? Here's the choice. Like, you can either, regardless of whether you meet your person or not, you can have a really amazing life. And if you're starting to think about, like, what's going to happen if you leave this life not married, let Heavenly Father figure that out. Don't worry about that. I don't believe that a loving God, that you're doing your best to follow, is going to withhold any of His blessings from you. He's already promised us all that He has. I don't believe He's going to withhold any of that from you. So what if you could have enough faith to move forward in your life and give your worry and doubt and frustration and all those thoughts over to your heavenly father? Remember there was a time that I was severely doubting something. And I went to a good friend who's also a coach and I talked to her and she even told me, she's like, Joseph, what if you could give all of this worry and doubt over to Heavenly Father. And I did. Now, does that mean the worry and doubt and stuff, does it ever come back? No, guys. It's, this is part of life. You're going to experience the great parts of life. You're going to experience the challenging parts of life. This is part of life. But even the Savior himself said, take ye no thought for the morrow. We don't have to worry about tomorrow because what we really need to focus on is today. If you feel like you're not in a great place to meet somebody today, you're probably not going to be that much closer tomorrow if you do the same things you did today. I mean, isn't that what they say about the definition of insanity? Insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting different results. So what is my hope for you guys today? My hope is that you guys can get out of your heads and live your life. That's my hope. My hope is that we can all stop wallowing. So it kept coming to me to look up the word wallow. I've never really looked this up before. But it says to roll about or lie relaxed in mud or water, especially to keep cool, avoid biting insects or spread scent. Um, so that's one of them. Another one is indulge in an unrestrained way. And well, these, these actually aren't apparently wallowing is not always a bad thing. Apparently we treat it as a bad thing, but you can actually, apparently you can wallow in sorrow, but apparently you can wallow in happiness too. So I, I guess a better word is to wallow in sadness. To be so sad that life has, you know, done you wrong or stepped on your birthday cake. You're not, by, by focusing on all the things that cause you sorrow and sadness and hurt, 
it's not going to make you happier. One of the examples it uses here is instead of wallowing in self-pity, like that's the that's the example. Like we we wallow in self-pity, we we roll about in the things that make us happy, or that give us any sort of pleasure. We wallow in myself, you know, video games and movies and TV shows. I don't know. Lately, I've been on this kick watching uh, Step by Step. I have all the episodes recorded on a YouTube TV when they came on at different times and uh, i don't know it's like when we watch something else so anytime you watch something what really happens the screens the outside of that screen disappears and it's as, it's as if you're part of that group so it's it's as if you're if if you're old enough to remember the show step by step it's as if you're one of them you're there you're sitting around you're you're experiencing all the highs and lows that they do you can take advantage, you can take control of your own life. I mean, what is my goal really in all of these podcasts is to show you you can live a much happier and, po- and possible life. That you can start doing all those things that you've put off for so long because you don't want to do them. Because that overwhelming feeling of I'm not married and I, I th- this isn't how it's supposed to be, we worry about that. We we treat that as like this idol in the sky that has to be happen, but there's plenty of people out there that are married that aren't happy. If you're not happy as a single person, you're not going to be happy as a married person. And, and 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 here's another thought. It's interesting because you know in a video game, for example. I mean, I guess all video games have little warps, or many of them have warps where you can skip levels. In life, it doesn't usually work that way. Like, and I guess sometimes it does, but with, without overanalyzing it, you generally have to beat level one before you go to level two. And all you can do is what's around you right now. There, there are some people that have been in the world that at first were not super popular. And one of the actresses that I've enjoyed for quite some time has been Rachel McAdams. When Rachel McAdams was in high school, she was a drama geek. She was not highly sought after. She was a drama geek. And she put all of her time and attention into what she loved. Instead of worrying about, oh, these guys don't like me. I didn't go to the prom with the the high school quarterback. She said, okay, well, what can I do? And she put all of her time and energy and attention into her craft of becoming an actress. And now, not only most guys in Hollywood have wanted her for years. Most guys not in Hollywood have wanted her too. I want you to treat every thought that you have as a lie. I want you to almost challenge and question every thought, unless it comes with an overwhelming amount of peace. I want you to challenge it. 
like, oh yeah, there's that thought that I, I, I can't sit home tonight because it's the weekend and I can't work on what I love to do because I should be out there with other people hanging out. Instead saying, hey, am I getting closer and closer to my goal? Am I working towards my dreams in this moment? I only have so much time and everything's a double-edged sword. When you get in a relationship, you do have the emotional support of that relationship, but you also put time into that relationship. I mean, if you have any great friendships, you'll know that they take time. It takes time to go hang out with people you enjoy and like. I want to go back to what I said, though. Like, what if you could treat almost everything as a lie? Especially all your thoughts of worry, insecurity, doubt, frustration, fear. And if you want a program that really helps with that, I've mentioned it countless times, but The Artist's Way. Amazing. Best 20 bucks you'll ever spend on a book. Truly. That book has opened me up so much in ways that are just, wow. So, that being said, I know the next thing I'm going to say is going to sound really silly, and it's probably been said before, but are you going to be a worrier or a warrior? Now, the interesting thing that people don't know about warriors is they weren't always fighting. You know, I mean, depending on the type of warrior, some were just, they did have a type of boldness in them. They did have a type of energy where they go after what they want. You know, self-pity is probably like black tar. The further you get into a pit of black tar, the harder it is to get out. And there's no judgment, guys. I've There's plenty of times I've felt self-pity decently regularly. But I love something that one of the announcers on the hockey games often says. He says... You can't sit and feel sorry for yourself. Because while you're doing that, other people are up and about working towards their goals and towards their dreams. I will share one thing that helped me this week. When I just kind of didn't exactly know what to do in the moment, I actually just lie down, set a timer for about seven minutes or so, and just let my mind rest. And then plenty of times, the next thing to do came to me. Plenty of times when we're sitting down and we think we're trying to listen to God, we're just scanning for answers. All we want to do is become an empty vessel. And then he'll tell you the next thing. He really will. One other thought that might help you guys is by actually taking time to plan each day. Even just a loose plan. Okay, during this hour, I'm going to work on this project. This hour, I'm going to work on this project. This hour, I'm going to work on this project. 
you know, it, it's not going to go perfectly, but it's probably going to go better than if you didn't have it. And the other thing I've started to do is I've started to track my time. Track my time in each of the activities that I spend. Is it perfect? No. Don't, don't worry about perfection. Just do the best you can. And that's a mention when we worry. It causes stress, which causes all kinds of different challenges in your body, inside and out. So what if your worry is, I don't know the next step to take towards my goal. Take a step. Just take the next step. You know, there's something called mindfulness, which, you know, one of the things is like focusing and paying attention to every little step that you're taking, but be intentional in that step. Be focusing on that step because when your mind is in the next step, it can't be worried. It can't be wondering about all kinds of other things. I mean, even in this moment, I'm kind of scanning for the next thing that comes to my mind to be able to share with you guys. The feeling in your body lets you know if you're on the right track. You're sitting there and you're like, you're, you know, your stomach's kind of racing, your head's kind of racing. You're probably not being present in the moment. You're thinking about all the things that you need to get done. But if you're sitting there, if you're breathing calmly, and if you feel a joyful feeling, then you're present in the moment. And, and from that presence, just pick something. You don't need hours and hours to work on each project. One of the things that Judith Cameron talks about in The Artist's Way is like, you don't need giant blocks of time. You got 10 minutes to sit down and write in your book. Take 10 minutes. Actually, plenty of times it's the people that have less time that get more done. Any step towards your goal is better than no steps at all. Because you're going to learn. Sometimes you go too far. It's like, oh man, I, I need to pull back a little bit in this area. You'll figure it out. But you're going to figure a lot more out by doing something than by doing nothing. There was a training exercise that I saw in a, in a training I was in. And in this, they have a grid of crowns. And it says by taking out a certain amount of crowns, you can make two squares that don't touch each other. Well, one of the things they, like at first people start worrying about like which one to pull. Well, some, some people get it right off. Like they just start pulling stuff and figuring it out really fast. But others, they don't. And, and there's some that after minutes and minutes, they still haven't figured it out. And so one of the things that the host says is feedback isn't required, only action. And so he allows, or I'm sorry, thinking isn't required, only action. And he talks about how the universe rewards action. I really do believe that Heavenly Father rewards action. By doing anything in the direction of our goals, like th things will happen. You will get feedback. It will feel good or it will feel like meh. Or you'll be told like do something else. 
I really, really believe that. And there's even a quote by a, a religious leader of mine that's since passed away, but he said, God won't let you go too far down a path without stopping you if it's not good for you. And so if you, and so if you feel good, your job is to keep taking the action and keep taking the action regardless of all the thinking that comes in your head. Because you're going to have thinking in your head, especially when you're on the right track. And it's, you're going to have that crazy leprechaun voice asking, are, are you doing the right thing? Are you sure this is right? Usually, if it, if it comes that way, oftentimes it is. Unless it just feels yucky. That's the difference. If it feels yucky, and I've had that experience. I mean, it, it is pretty unmistakable. Whereas the, the, think, the, the worrying thinking is kind of annoying. But the other is pretty unmistakable. And so what if you guys stopped worrying about all the things that are going on in your life and picked a goal and said, you know what, this is what I'm going for. And you can pick multiple goals. There's nothing wrong with that. But the more time and energy you invest into your goals, the quicker you're going to be where you want to be. And the quicker, like the more and more you get up to cool stuff, the more people are probably going to want to be around you, the right people. And the other thing I'll add, because I've said this many times, I've said, you know, basically focus on yourself and everything else, else will just kind of happen. There is an art to dating as well. If you're really, really interested in dating, then start talking to people. Start asking people out. Start getting, if you want to, get on the apps. Like, do something. Go, go to places where you want to meet people. If you take the actions that you want to take, in order to meet the people that you want to meet, you got a lot better chances of meeting them. You know, and, and so if you're sitting there and be like, Joseph, I still don't know what's right. I still don't know. Hey, guys, that is a battle I fight nearly every day. I always fight that battle. But I'm becoming a little bit more aware. It's like, okay, I'm having a lot of thinking about what I'm doing. I guess it means I'm on the right track. And then when I say that, Heavenly Father's like, yep. You're good. Let's go. So what's my invitation to you guys today? Stop worrying about what it is that you want and start taking direct, distinct action in the directions that you want to go. You'll be amazed at what happens in your life. You know, my clients that really, really take their lives intentionally, progress much quicker than those that don't. You start putting in hours into specific projects, you're going to be amazed at what happens. But normally what we do is we sit around thinking, oh, this isn't very good, this isn't very good, this isn't very good. Julia Cameron has a quote. It says, it's my job to do the work, not judge the work. So I think I want to leave you with that, guys. But Whatever you felt inspired to do as a result of listening to today, go do it. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on 
And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.